Good morning, good morning. Another day to be alive on the planet. And it's exciting to say the least. I understand that uh, from Daniel's call to me via my wife's text message that uh, James is out of town beholding his son in soccer action. And uh, I just want to say thank God for a man who knows his priorities. He is a father first, and he's a teacher secondly. And uh, the benefits of uh, that is that he's modeling the posture of God toward us. He is our father first. He loves us, and then he teaches us. It's, it's, there's priorities. There's priorities. He's our father. And so never, never down an individual for making his priorities the priorities of the kingdom. And uh, it's always exciting. So I have the privilege once again of being able to share with this august group. And I'm so excited about what God's going to do today. Today I have an expectancy of the supernatural. I have an expectancy of the miraculous. And I want you to agree with me in that. Because I believe that the Lord desires to display His heart today. In more than just a way of verbalization. I believe that He desires to show up. You know why? Because He is here. He is here. And He is good. He is real good. (laughs) Taste and see that the Lord is good. And today, in just simple sharing and exchange, I'm believing that the Lord will allow us to go beyond just a hearing but a taste, an eating, an intaking, a digestion. And already I know you're salivating because we desire to eat of that which is incredibly offered to us by Christ Himself. Remember, He is the bread of life. He is the water which we drink. Now I'm going to be leading us to maybe several passages of scripture today but I want us to begin with prayer and just offer our setting to the Lord thank you Father that you have given us the privilege of being together on this wonderful day On a day before President's Day, we honor you, O God, because you are the one that presides over everything. Lord, on a day whenever we could be doing something different, the wonders of playing golf on a Sunday morning, sitting in a boat, fishing in that speckled perch there by the pads. Father, we have the joy of being here. We're pulling ourselves to the table. We're looking at our surroundings. But we're looking at things that are unseen this morning. And we're going to behold and eat. And we thank you for that privilege. So Father, we ask that you would direct our thoughts, direct our actions, direct the very simplicities of things that we go to in your word. And even as you became the Word in flesh, Jesus, I ask that today you would make your Word again flesh in us. 
Thank you for your presence with us, Lord. Thank you that you live with us always. Thank you for the union that we have with you by faith. And thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayers in Christ's name. Amen. 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 I've been sharing with you guys over the last few weeks and months about the supernatural nature of all of our lives that we live, but I've been kind of letting you in on the testimony that I'm living day to day. For some of you who not, may not be aware of it, a little over a year, year and a half, almost a year and a half ago now, I was diagnosed with stage four cancer. And uh, the doctors said, you have a certain amount of time to live. And uh, make a long story short, I appreciated their medical advice and input. And now I've got a Jewish urologist who's walking with me to document a miracle. Because I've asked the Lord to give me a keen awareness of the difference between hearing what man has to say and what he has to say. And today I want to talk to you a little bit about something that's very dear to my heart. I want to take you on a journey. Here's some simple thoughts about walking and talking with God. I want to offer you just some really tidbits of things that I believe are changing our lives on the planet. Because the Lord has some incredible things in store for us who who believe. And in our simple acts of faith, He moves in our lives and upon us in such ways that He changes our circumstances and He infects and infests everything around us for the goodness of the kingdom. Jesus in His teachings, He would walk around with the twelve disciples. They would trek with Him through the cities and he would teach in parables he would heal the sick and he would cast out demons and he would say a simple phrase from time to time to them he would say this 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 line he that has an ear let him hear and he would go on move to the next city and the story is told in i think it's the 11th chapter of luke where he went into one city and there was a man that had been literally overcome by so many demons that they, when Christ asked his name, they said, they call me Legion. Legion means basically a thousand. This man was possessed by at least a thousand demons. At the end of the story, it shows the Christ sitting with him in his right mind. And the Bible says he was at peace. Up until that time, the demons had such charge over him that they would bind him with chains and fetters and he would just rip them apart and run into the desert. He was tormented and yet God set him free. Very supernatural. Knew it supernaturally. And the disciples watched these experiences and he would turn to them and say, He that has an ear, let him hear. And today I'm going to talk to you about The simple art of listening in walking and talking with God. And I want to talk, bring to you, to you, to, I would like to bring you to the eighth chapter of Luke, verse 18. Many times he had said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. This was whenever he was with the disciples and the multitudes. 
And in the 8th chapter of Luke, verse 18, he says something very phenomenal. And it's a, there's a tendency when we're reading Scripture, we just kind of blow through something like this. But there's a phrase here that's so awesome. Luke chapter 8, verse 18. Therefore, after all these miracles have taken place, he's been teaching in, par- in, in parables. Christ says, therefore... Take care how you listen. Take care how you listen. See, there's a difference between us just hearing something, okay, and really hearing it. Take care how you listen. For whoever has... To him shall more be given. And whoever does not have, even what he thinks he has, shall be taken away from him. So I want to talk to you a little bit this morning about our care of listening. When the doctors began sharing with me about the reality of my physical experience, and they said, okay, the last bone scans and the the CTs came in, and just a few weeks ago, the doctor looked at me and he says, good case scenario, you have one year. He says, bad case scenario, he says, if this bone cancer ruptures, you'll be wheelchair bound, and you will be have to force forced into a situation where you'll have to have external activities provided for you for your bodily functions. I said, Doc, I really appreciate your input. <laughs> I know that comes from years of study and experience, but I could hear in my heart the Lord says, be careful how you listen. Now, I'm not rejecting the doctors, and I'm not here to in any way take away from what the doctors have to say. But I'm here to declare to you that I also know the divine physician. We know the divine physician. And what the Creator says is far greater of value to us than what the created says. And so I began saying, Lord... Confirm these things to me. I need some help here. And the Lord began really showing me some really cool things. I've jotted down a couple of these things, and I, I, I want to share them with you. I want to take you to Philippians chapter 1. The purpose of the written word... You see, the word of God manifests itself whenever the Christ came into, into, into being. When He was born by the Virgin Mary, the Bible says that the... Word of God, that word which had been given to Abraham, your seed will be many seeds. That word of the promise to the Israelites where they said, there is a land for you. That word then which came to the Gentiles says, I behold, I will give a new covenant. I will make a covenant with you and I will remember your sins no more. And in this new covenant, this is a new promise and I will provide for you a new way and it will be manifest in the form of my word being made flesh. And whenever the Christ came into the world, 
He showed up to confirm the promise of the Father. And now this inspired written page that we have is just the confirmation of how the Holy Spirit now by faith that dwells within us because of our union with God in Christ, when the Holy Spirit speaks to your lives, it's this written page that affirms and confirms what you already know. You see, the, Spirit, the Word of the Spirit within your life as a believer is far greater than trying to search out the elements of the hidden mystery in these pages. These, may, these hidden pages are given for, as an inspiration of God to lead us to truth, yes. But once you've found the truth, and you know the truth, and you've been set free, this Word then, begins, be, then flips a new page, and this Word be, becomes the confirmation of that Word which is alive in you. And the purpose of this word is just simply to affirm that which the great teacher himself has taught you. And then this affirms his teaching. So I said, Father, you're telling me this truth. The doctor over here is telling me this truth. What's going on? He led me to Philippians chapter 1. I want to read that with you. This is an example of practical hearing. Okay, The practical hearing are being careful of what we hear. Do we hear what people say to us? Do we hear what circumstances say to us? Or are we going to hear what the Spirit of God says to us? Lord, what about this information I'm receiving? He, read, he led me to Philippians chapter 1, verse 19. Regarding my situation then, this is what the Lord began to say and reminded me to be careful to hear this. Verse 19. For I know that this shall turn out for my deliverance through your prayers. Remember, you guys have been telling me you've been praying for me. And here's the Lord's word to me now, affirming what I hear Him saying in my spirit. For I know that this shall turn out for, for my deliverance through your prayers and the provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. According to my earnest expectation and hope, believe me, I've got an expectation and a hope, that I shall not be put to shame in anything, but that with all boldness, Christ shall even now, as always, be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. But for, for to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I am to live on in the flesh, this will mean fruitful labor for me, and I do not know which to choose. See, I'm in a quandary, guys. I don't know which one to choose. And guess what? God's not going to let me choose, or He's not going to make the choice for me. He's going to let me revel in the, the privilege of being able to walk in His Spirit. Let's read on. But I am hard-pressed from both directions, having the desire to depart and be with Christ, for that is very much better. Yet to remain on in the flesh is more necessary for your sake. Now guys, I'm not up here proclaiming that I need to hang around here for you guys. But you know what? I'm excited that as long as I hang around, I'm going to preach the gospel to whoever's going to hear. Amen. I'm going to share it with my comrade at work. I'm going to continue to encourage my family in the faith. 
Everybody I come in contact... By the way, this past week, I got back in contact with these two, two Orthodox Jewish guys who were back in town I was telling you about. They gave us the contract. Hey, but my expectation is not the contract. I'm believing God to set them free in the kingdom of God. You see, there's greater seed here. Thank God for the job, but the Lord's not finished yet. Oh, it's so exciting. More to come on that too. Yet to remain on in the flesh is more necessary for your sake. Verse 25. And convinced of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with, with you all for your progress and joy in the faith, so that your pr- proud confidence in me may abound in Christ Jesus through my coming to you again. Now the Lord simply when I asked him, Father, confirm the reality of what you're saying to me regarding my, my condition, my circumstances. He took me to Philippians chapter 1. And he said, this is what you listen to. You don't listen to that over there. He says, because I'm going to change that over there. This is eternal. And I said, yeah, Lord, I want to, I want to dwell on those things that are which eternal. And immediately he said, okay. Go over to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Remember, this book is simply the confirmation of what God is saying to us in the reality of our hearing from Him. We're being careful about what we hear. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I do have a 2 Corinthians in this Bible. Yes, I do. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, beginning with verse 16. This was the, the word after. You know, it's great that we're hearing, and yet then the Lord says, continue to dwell on this thing which is eternal, not on the circumstances which is, is temporal over here. I said, yeah, oh, that's great, Lord, that's great, Lord. And he takes me to this passage, and he says, 2 Corinthians four sixteen, Therefore, we do not lose heart. The word for me, he changed the verbiage there. He says, therefore, don't lose heart, Russ. Therefore, we do not lose heart. But though our outer man is de- decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. For momentary light affliction. Guys, I'm hearing this. This is just a light affliction. Just light. Well, what? Light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Let us be careful to hear with ears of the Spirit. And the Lord will always affirm the word of the Spirit with His written word. This is the confirmation of what you're hearing in your heart. That's why we're not Lulu. That's why we're not crazy. Because the Spirit of God will always affirm His Word with signs, wonders, and the written Word. That's the reason not only do I constantly look for God to show up in the affirmation of the written Word, but I'm one of these guys that constantly believes that as we go through daily life, He manifests Himself in very, very supernatural ways. That's why whenever, just a few days ago, I had the opportunity, after 
sharing a proposal about asphalt with a client. The client tells me of the problem. And I said, Michelle, God cares about that problem. She goes over and closes her door. She begins to cry. I said, I want to pray with you and God's going to do a miracle. Far greater joy do I have. I don't care about asphalt. (laughs) Oh, Lord, help us. Asphalt business is just the way that God's provided for me and my family. The cool thing about it is there's a kingdom higher than pavement. And in that kingdom is where we dwell. The pavement I can see. The kingdom I can't see. But that kingdom is eternal. Pavement will come and pass away. Believe me, it passes away. We repave it. We repair it. But the kingdom of God is eternal. And those things we dwell on. I pray with that young lady about her need. When I go back to this experience to look at, meet with these Jewish guys, she's the manager of one of these properties that these guys own. At the end of the conversation, she pulls me inside. She says, you remember you prayed for my situation? I said, yeah, we prayed. We prayed. She says, God did a miracle. And she shared that with me. And I was over there going, in my spirit, I was dancing around this office. You know, like, yes, God, you are awesome. I wasn't doing it outside where they, I couldn't because they'd have thought I was a fool. Okay? But inside, I was just celebrating the goodness of God. And the Lord just says, and we're hearing his voice, the Lord says, and there's more to come. There's more to come. It's not finished yet. It's not over. The kingdom of God continues to grow. Remember in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, what does the writer say concerning our faith? What does he say? Now faith is what? The substance of things hoped for and the evidence of that which is not seen. Guys, we live in a realm where we function the unseen. That unseen realm is the evidence of your faith. When you live in that unseen realm, that is the evidence of your faith. Some people say, I don't even know if I have faith. What do you mean you don't have faith? We're experiencing all these supernatural things around our lives. The very thing that we think we don't have, we have because the unseen realm is manifesting itself on our behalf continually. And that evidence, that coming, the Christ Himself when He became in living flesh was evidence of the unseen realm. Now the miraculous as it comes into our lives and manifests itself, whether we pray for the sick or we're beholding the glory of God in the healing of our bodies or the salvation of our souls, all of that is evidence of our faith. And that faith is now. Now faith is the evidence of the unseen realm. It's right now. Right now. Too, too, too cool. The experiences I was just sharing with you a little while ago about out of uh, the book of Luke, Jesus was traveling with his 12 disciples. He had just ministered to this this man who had all these demons and he had cast out these thousand demons and the man was left sitting in his right mind and then they left that scene, Christ ministering to him to saying, go and show yourself to those people in your town and 
witness to the reality of what God has done for you. And it says they began to travel, and the twelve disciples were with him. And on the way to the next city, there came a, a person, a man by the name of Jairus. And Jairus had a 12-year-old daughter. And he came running to the Christ and he says, I've heard about you. And he says, my 12-year-old... Here's 12 disciples. He says, my 12-year-old daughter is at home and she's sick. I need you to come and touch her. And on the way from all of these thousands of demons being cast out of this man, with 12 disciples trekking along behind him, Miracles taking place all around. There's a report that's brought from a home in a, of an official of an, in the synagogue. And this, this, this Jairus' father comes, My daughter is at home, 12 years of age, and she's sick, and I need you to minister to her. And in the middle of all that hubbub, the Bible says that a woman who had had an issue of blood for 12 years comes up, the 12 is trekking along with him. And here's a 12-year-old girl out here. And here's a woman with 12 years of issue of blood. There's 12s all over the place. And in the middle of it, Jesus says, Who touched me? Who touched me? The Bible records the reality of how that this woman had gone up and touched the hem of his garment. And because she was believing on things that she had heard and yet not seen, the Bible says that the Christ turned to her and said, Daughter, your faith has made you whole. Be healed. Here's what I'd like to kind of leave with you guys today. Jesus ministered to the demoniac, healed the woman with the 12 years of issue of blood, teaching the 12 disciples on his way to Jairus' house. And then there comes word from Jairus' house. Sometimes you're going to get this kind of word. A messenger from, it just says someone from the house, comes running up to the multitude where Jesus is and he says, The services of the master are no longer needed because the 12-year-old daughter is dead. There are going to be people that come up to you in your life and they're going to say, the services of the Master are no longer needed because that situation is beyond help. There's no way it can be dealt with now. It's terminal. It's over. It's outside of the realm of reason. There's no way it can be dealt with. Forget it. Fine. But you know what? That doesn't deter God. I can see as the Lord broke out with a big smile. And he continued pressing on with the multitudes. And the Bible says he began to release them. And when he got to the Jairus' house, he simply winnowed down all those people that were following to Peter, James, and John. And he took those three in with him to the room where the daughter was lying. And there's the father and the mother... And the three disciples. And Jesus says, Be of good cheer. She is but asleep. 
the kingdom of God had showed up. The word that had been made flesh walked into that room. And the word said, I have greater power than the power that has taken that little daughter. And the word began to minister another word from an unseen realm. The Bible says that he walked over and he took that little dead corpse by the hand and he said, rise. And she rose, she sat up, and it says everyone was amazed. Guys, let's be careful to hear. Let us be careful to hear. Because the Lord's going to help us. Yes, we'll continue in amazement continually. But there are experiences ahead for us as individual believers, as family of believers, as the body of Christ. The world will be amazed. But we are going to be not in shock because it will become commonplace. It, will, it is commonplace for us to live in the supernatural, the unseen realm, as it manifests itself. My caution to you is this. As I share you with you my saga, and I'm living through this experience, don't let you yourself fall prey to what could have taken place and what probably did take place in this scripture in recording the experience when Jesus was going from the healing of the, the, the man with the, the thousand demons to Jairus' house. I'm sharing with you what God's doing in my life. The doctors may say, the messenger, someone may come and say, eh, it's over. He's dead. He's out of here. Fine, it's a done deal. There's no more room for the master here. Let him go spend his juices elsewhere. I'm here to tell you that on the way to my house, the Lord is passing by your situation so that you can touch the hem of his garment and you will be made whole. Don't let any discouragement be a part of as I have the privilege of proclaiming what God is doing supernaturally because I'm believing on the end of this there's going to be so something incredible. It's going to blow my mind. You're going to be witness to it. And I don't know, I can't even begin to fathom how it's going to manifest itself. But on the way there, don't let anyone that doesn't see the unseen realm, don't let Satan himself or the one who would deceive us in any way come to you and say, well, I don't see it being manifested in Russ's life right now. God must not be doing anything here. Therefore, I can't have faith for any God, anything that I need to believe from my life. That is false. That is a lie from the enemy because you are there, those folks that are there pressing through the crowd and you have faith to touch the hem of His garment. And as that Savior is on His way to deliver me and raise me from the dead, know this, that God will supernaturally meet your need because He is caring about every one of us. Oh, there's good news in that. There's great news in that. So we walk in this thing together. We do not walk by sight of the seen realm. Oh yeah, I've got tests and I've got x-rays. 
You've got things that you can look at that could greatly discourage you from looking to the unseen realm. But our confidence is not in the flesh. Our confidence is in what God has done and what He has provided in the Christ. And in the Christ, because of this new covenant, He remembers our sins no more. We are perfect eternally. And in the Christ, by His stripes, we are healed. Whether we're healed in this realm or the next realm, believe me, sweetheart, I'm not taking any of this disease with me to heaven. We are healed no matter what. So we do not fall prey to the deception and the depression of what we might hear from others. We're careful to hear what we need to hear. That's the voice of the Lord Himself. We are still and we know that He is God. We are still and we know that He is God. There's a little chorus that I, I, if you know it, would you join with me in singing this little chorus? It goes like this. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full on His wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim. In the light of His glory and grace. So as we're walking and we're talking with the Lord, He will constantly remind us to turn and look at His face. Look at His face. Look at His face. Why? Because the things of this earth grow dim. They pass away. But His face is eternal. And it is in His light of His face. It's in the love of His face that our needs are met and that we are made whole. In closing today, I want to sing a song to you. I don't usually sing to anyone but my wife, and that's very selected occasions. <laughs> I remember in college, we used to walk across campus. I'll date myself in saying this. We used to hold hands and walk around the fountain on the campus. I'd look at her and I'd sing, Why do birds suddenly appear Every time you are near Just like me They long to be close to you Anybody know that song? Oh, we're dated. Yes, we are. But I've got a song in my heart. You may even know it. But I'm going to ask you to refrain from singing it with me. I, I believe this is the Father's heart. To you. And I just want to share the Father's heart with you. And as I sing this song to you, be careful to listen.
when he walks with you and he talks with you and he tells you you are his own and the joy you share as you tarry there none other will ever know you know why nobody else will know it because it's just between you and God Today, before we close, I've asked the Lord to manifest Himself. We are going, I want to speak to the unknown today. I want to pray for someone, or several, maybe a group, I don't know. But on the way to my house, God wants to visit your house. And I want to pray with you. The Bible said in praying for others, I'm going to be made whole. And I want to pray with you. This cell phone, I pick it up all the time. People used to think we were crazy when we talked to people that we did not see. When I pick up this cell phone, it's an evidence that I'm talking to somebody that I don't see. I flip it open. I press a button. My boss's name is Dave. And I'll press it and it'll chirp. And I'll say, Dave, are you there? And within a few seconds, he'll go, Yeah, Russ, is that you? I want to let you know that the Word gives us the authority of picking up the eternal cell phone And based upon its pages, we can flip it open and say, Father, are you there? And it reminds us of our union. He says, I never went anywhere. I'm joined to you by faith in Christ. You're in union with me. Why the question, what do you need? I'm here. And today... The Father's here. The Son is here. And the Holy Spirit is here. Before we leave, as we close, I would like to pray with anyone that desires prayer for a miracle. Do I have any candidates? Would you stand up, please? The Lord knows your situation. He really knows mine too. And all of us are going to join together. Now it could be a physical need, financial, emotional, relational. It could be something that's not even defined by human terms. But I'm going to pray for these five folks today. And the Lord is going to show up in such incredible ways. Don't expect it to be the way you think it should be. 
He will blindside you with the answer. And when you see it, it will be out of this world. And the only thing you're going to be able to do is report it to those around you and say, Behold what God has done. Anyone else want to join this group by standing by faith? This is not a pressure to get you to to do so. (laughs) Those of us who are sitting simply join in agreement with my prayer this morning. Let us pray. Father, thank you so much for your love toward these folks. And thank you, Father, for the simple truths that we've heard today about simply walking and talking with you and your closeness to us. Lord, you in your own way, I ask that you would minister to these beautiful believers, these beautiful saints. Whatever their need may be, Father, I ask that you show up on their behalf in the name of Christ. Lord, heal the sick. Manifest yourself in those situations that we don't even know about. And Lord, declare yourself strong in such a way that they can't help but sing the praises of God and give witness to the reality of what God has done. Lord, may it go down in the annals of time that you are good. That you are good. And that your goodness endures forever. Let it be so in the name of Jesus Christ. We receive these things now by faith because this is the evidence, Lord, of those things that we do not see. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you guys. All of you have a supernatural day. Let's go join ourselves with the other saints, sing the praises of God, and rejoice in the salvation of the Lord and the provision of our need. Amen. God bless you.